0: Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. ACB Families, a warm, welcoming affiliate that's as close as your telephone. ACB Families meets on the first and third Sunday of each month by Zoom, and we're always talking about topics that touch families that are large or small, families with kids or grandparents, families just like yours and mine. Be part of our ACB family. Call 502-897-1472 or email allacbfamilies at gmail.com.
1: Hello, this is Dan Spoon, President of the American Council of the Blind. I just want to give a big hip-hip-hooray out there to our
0: tremendous membership that does such a great job.
2: Join me, Brian McAllen, on Speaking Out for the Blind. I interview blind newsmakers to inspire the population to go for their dreams. Speaking Out for the Blind airs Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern on ACB Media 1. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McAllen. WZZM-TV in Grand Rapids, Michigan, reports that the Bureau of Services for Blind Persons recently held a multi-day weather camp for visually impaired teens. The camp helped the teens prepare for whatever weather comes their way and learn about meteorology career opportunities. Here to talk about the camp are Bureau of Services for Blind Persons, Vision Rehabilitation Therapist, Certified Rehabilitation counselor and camp organizer karen hill and camp guest dr tom beller dr beller is also blind has a phd in sociology and a strong passion for weather hi everyone
0: hi there hi
2: welcome to the show tell us about yourselves
0: Well, first of all, thanks for having me. My name is Karen Hill. Like I said, um, I've been a vision rehabilitation therapist and vocational rehab counselor for 26 years with the Bureau of Services for Blind Persons, or BSBP. Um, And I cover about a a multi-county area in west and northwest Michigan and currently work in the vocational rehabilitation, older blind, pre-employment transition youth, and youth low vision programs for our agency.
1: Dr. Beller? Okay. Uh, My name is Dr. Tom Baylor. Um, I live in uh, western Michigan in the Grand Rapids area. Um, I am a retired university professor of sociology, and I have always been fascinated with the weather ever since I was a little kid. And what interestingly happened with me as my life went on, I found that weather uh, relates to many, many aspects of uh, uh, other areas of life that I've been interested in, such as uh, I am a ham radio operator or amateur radio operator. I also, as I said, I'm a sociologist, and I found there's a lot of sociology in weather and weather-related phenomena which continues to interest me. So weather has been a passion of mine since probably almost day one, and it continues to be to this day.
2: Let's talk about the special weather camp. Karen, how did the idea for the camp come about?
0: Well, I really credit the idea of the camp um, to my former coworker worker uh, Michelle Vischer, who worked for BSBP as a counselor and a vision therapist, too, as well as Dr. Baylor and uh, Cheris Austin, who is a client advocate at the Association for the Blind in Grand Rapids. They worked together and attended a SkyWarn training for the Blind Visually Impaired some years ago, which was mainly for adults. So at that time, Michelle and I felt the program would be a great experience to present to youth. Um, so I reached out to Tom and Cheris about creating a youth program, but then COVID hit. Fast forward a few more years, and we actually started the planning stage and were able to offer it finally as a, a program separate um, to our BSBP youth this July. So it was, a, it was just been a great experience.
2: All right, we got to give a little background on how the weather affects the blind and visually impaired much more than the sighted. Dr. Baylor, Um, That's how you pronounce it, right? Dr. Bailey? Yes. Okay. Why is the weather much more unpredictable for the blind?
1: Well, what I think people have to understand is that we cannot see the weather. We cannot turn on the TV and look at the weather maps and pictures and radar screens that are shown and say, oh, okay, I'm going to either be all right today or I'm not, or Ooh, that storm is really bad over there and it's coming right toward me. We can't see that. We need to focus on Uh, Verbal descriptions. We need to focus on written information. We need to focus on whatever information we can get audibly to tell us about the weather, what's happening, whether there's a chance that it'll impact us, and what those impacts will be. And I think that's one of the reasons why I've just had this passion for weather because I want to communicate what I've learned over my life to other people, including the uh, uh, Skywarn training for the visually impaired program that, that I actually worked in conjunction with a weather service meteorologist here in Grand Rapids to create. And it was so fun to create it. And to see the the blind and visually impaired students who who took the course have these sort of like aha now I get it moments and uh, I'm hoping that in some way that that knowledge will continue to be valuable to them and they can pass it on to others.
2: So the skywarn thing is not like the radar you see on TV, correct?
1: No, um, it is uh, it it. it it has uh we have verbal descriptions of various weather uh phenomena cloud formations etc we've got 3d print image models of various storm features that we can have the blind and visually impaired touch and feel um as i said we've got verbal descriptions of various things that are written in terms that that the blind can understand uh and it's made especially for them doesn't mean that vis- that that people with vision can't benefit from them as well, but it's designed especially for the blind and visually impaired.
2: So the camp taught the blind, blind Michigan teens, how to prepare for severe weather. What severe weather tips did you
0: both
1: give the participants? Well, do you want me to go first? Uh, I, I can do that if you'd like to, me too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. To me... What I'm hoping is the best tips that we gave those folks were, number one, always be weather aware. Now, granted, it's a nice sunny day outside, life is good, uh, maybe not so much. But I'll tell you what, on a day like today, for example, that we're experiencing here in West Michigan, we could literally, and I kid you not, we could literally have a severe weather situation develop within the next hour or two, if conditions are right. Always be weather aware. And secondly, have a number of different sources from which to get weather information, sources that you as a blind or visually impaired person can use. Whether it's the normal commercial radio, whether it's TV broadcasts, that usually if the meteorologist is good, they do a good audio description job, or whether it's uh, phone apps or other devices that will tell you what you need to know if severe weather happens to be potentially or actually threatening your area.
0: Yeah, and I don't think I can sum it up any better than that, you know, um for me as a as a somebody who works with the youth um i I again wanted them to be aware of what they need to know, but also be empowered to not rely on other individuals, family, friends other cited individuals to help them get this information, because eventually everybody's going to be hopefully living on their own and independently um, in their communities. And I really wanted them to have this information. I think it's um, just not taught, to be honest.
2: How about uh, other sources of information? There's no weather radio. I hear there are even some accessible weather apps. There's also, of course, your regular radio and TV news that still gives you the weather. Can our listeners, especially the camp attendees, utilize those to tell them what the weather is and what it's going to be?
1: Yep. Um, And at camp, uh, everybody got, which I think is extremely cool, everybody got a NOAA public alert weather radio, uh, so they can take it home with them. Uh, Granted, these radios, initially you may need some sighted assistance to get them set up. But once they're set up, you just set them and forget them. And uh, you can program them to alert you to various conditions in your county, surrounding counties, et um, I, When I did my presentations, I demonstrated, for example, how somebody can use a computer with JAWS to go to the National Weather Service website and get weather for their location, not only the forecast, but the hazardous weather outlooks, hourly weather observations. Um, the detailed weather discussions that that go into the technical details of the weather that's likely going to affect their area. And also, I I showed them the uh, Storm Prediction Center uh, website, so you can go there and get the convective outlooks for various parts of the country, including yours. And then we looked at other apps Those who have iPhones, particularly with later iPhones, there's a native weather app on there that's not bad. It can give you general weather information. I just recently became aware of a Red Cross emergency app that has not only weather alerts on it, but other kinds of emergency alerts. So we talked to them a little bit about that. And then, of course, you've got your TV stations uh, with various weather apps, some of which are more accessible than others, but you don't know until you try them. And then I, um, I have a home weather station. And I gave everybody the public link to my home weather station so that they can actually access my weather station and find out what's going on at my house uh, just west of Grand Rapids, Michigan. So there are lots of apps out there, and the number of them is growing, and fortunately, accessibility of them is growing.
2: That's fabulous. What are some of the names of these weather apps?
1: Well, as I said, there's there's the native iPhone weather app. Okay, there's the Weather uh, National Weather Service website, which is just www.weather.gov. There's the Storm Prediction Center website, www.spc.noaa.gov. There's the Red Cross emergency app, which. All you have to do is go to the, your in the in the app store, go to the search field, and type in emergency, and it'll come up the Red Cross emergency app. And then, of course, TV stations have their own weather apps. That those will vary. One of the ones around here, for example, is Storm Team Eight. It's a good weather app. And I, the other one is uh, Channel Thirteen, which of course we worked with. Uh, I think it's called Thirteen on Your Side if i remember correctly oh uh
2: channel 8 that's wood tv the nbc affiliate right yes it is yes it is yes correct the one with yep. the legendary former legendary anchor suzanne Gihaw. uh-huh actually he is no longer with the station right 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 i've watched clips of her she was a pro
1: you know who else by the way was on wood tv and 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 radio once as a weather forecaster was ginger z Who's Wait, now with Ginger uh, C of ABC yeah. News? Yeah, she yeah, used yeah, to be. I knew who she is? She used to be on Wood. Yep. Amazing for okay. a short time, but she was there, and we let everybody know it too.
2: <laughs> I'll have to tell some of my relatives who watch David Muir on ABC News this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yep. right, amazing info. So, so what about career opportunities? Speaking of TV meteorologists. Did you all showcase at the camp?
0: Well, we um, actually were really lucky to have uh, Samantha Jax, who is a meteorologist for WZZM Channel 13. She was very instrumental in helping us with this program. She was there almost every day. Um, working with Tom directly, too. They did a great presentation together to present, you know, the whole ideals and concepts of weather. Um, but um, we really, uh, we asked each of the participants, including Dr. Baylor, to, you know, discuss with them their career paths and how they came about in the industry that they are in. So, we we highlighted, obviously, meteorology. Uh, Dr. Baylor, of course, talked about his background in teaching Um, Emka um, uh, Dury Dur- 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 was there, um, and she is a climatologist with NOAA. So she um, talked to the students about her career path. And in general, we were really trying to empower them, you know, to think outside of the box. Um, don't let people box you in and and know that with with good tech skills and and with, um exposure and having that access to hopefully peers that are successful in this field who might happen to be blind and visually impaired, um, y- you can really do whatever you put yourself out there to do. Um, and and that was my mission for the program was really to um, have these students have the opportunity to meet successful individuals who happen to be blind and visually impaired that were working in these typically thought of, you know, unheard of f- career fields for a person with a disability. So um, I think they, they really enjoyed that. In fact, that was the feedback that we started getting, um, is that they really appreciated having um, three individuals there. Chairs Austin was also there, who happens to be blind and visually blind, and, and having that opportunity to meet um, and, and hear from people who are working. And again, we, we can't focus on that enough. It's, it's essential. To have that pure exposure.
2: So, besides meeting the meteorologists, if our if the participants and our young listeners listening to this right now want to get a career in meteorology, what steps should they take to achieve that goal?
0: Well, I think it's essential that the first thing they're going to need to realize is they they are and and Tom, I hope you chime in here, but they really are going to have to make sure their their tech skills are good, right? they're going to have to have a lot of tools in their toolbox because not one size is going to fit all and that's really true in almost any any industry right now so i would encourage the students to make sure that they are um doing a lot of career exploration you know do some uh have the opportunity to work with your um vocational rehab counselor or your teacher consultant for the visually impaired um your parents your your teachers in school, um, do some job shadowing, you know, interview, do informational interviews of people in this career field, cited and not cited and really um make sure you understand the demands of the field and what skills you're going to need. Um, but yeah, I think technology, especially in this field, and Samantha hit on that a little bit when she was presenting, it's essential. Um, you're, you're going to have to be able to use computers. You're going to have to be able to read um, charts. You're going to have to have quick access to information, and for some people, storm chasers, you know, you're going to have to figure out an accommodation for that if you want to do that. Um, but um, I'm, you know, I feel pretty strongly that a persons persons can do pretty much anything they want if they can just think outside the box a little bit.
1: Yep. and here's the thing. I'll tell you, and I think I think I shared this at the uh, at the camp. Um, I originally, when I was in college, this was back in the 1970s, so now you can start figuring out how old I am. But when I was back in college in the 1970s, I wanted to take a meteorology course. And this was at a small liberal arts school in Pennsylvania where I grew up. And I was told in no uncertain times by the instructor, there's no way I'm going to be able to teach you this. I, I, I can't let you take the course. And so I was really disappointed. And who knows, my life might have been different had I done it because I had actually considered be wanting to be a meteorologist. But I, I, I moved on. I self-taught. My, you know, I taught myself what I needed to know and how to get the information I needed. And I didn't have all this technology. You know, I, I just didn't. It wasn't there. Now you've got the technology, but you've got to use it. And you've got to learn how to use it to the best of your ability. And here's the other thing. Karen hit on it. Get Put yourself out there and your interests out there. I always told my students, one of the most important things you can do as you're developing a career is network, network, network. Get yourself to know the important people in that area. Bring something to the table that might be of value to them, and then you guys work together to make it all happen in the end. If all goes well, everybody will be happy, including you. But you got to network. You got to put yourself out there. Don't isolate yourself because that's not going to get you where you want to go.
2: And as I always used to like to see from that old theme song from the TV show Cheers, you got to be in that place where everybody knows your name. You got it. You got it. Um, uh, So you all talked about at the camp what different storms sound like. What descriptions
1: of these storms did you give the camper? We had (laughs) and I actually worked with the the Weather Service meteorologist to come up with these. We have uh, what wind of varying speeds sounds like Uh, 20 miles an hour, 40 miles an hour, 60 miles an hour. I think they are. Uh, We have what various kinds of hail sound like, ranging from pea sized to uh, tangerine size. Uh, We have sound clips of um, what rushing water sounds like. Um, We also have a sound clip, and it's really chilling. It is of a tornado that actually hit a church in Indiana. I think it was back in 1965. Service was going on normally, and all of a sudden this tornado is bearing down on the church. People see it and they scramble for shelter and you can actually hear the tornado sound as it goes through that church and pulls down the steeple and does a bunch of stuff it is scary stuff but we we do present those in any of the courses that we we give
2: back to the NOAA weather radios from personal experience i enjoy listening to NOAA weather radio on the internet and i love hearing that computer voice give the comprehensive and easy-to-understand weather forecast for Santa Clara County, California. That's where San Jose is, and that's close to live where I live in Alameda County, which, which the county seat is Oakland. Uh, it's in the San Francisco Bay Area where San Francisco is. Dr. Baylor, do you recommend that we have NOAA weather radios in our homes to keep us informed of weather alerts? I hear that they're just important just as important as smoke detectors
1: absolutely everybody should have a no weather radio in their house and they're not that expensive you can you i i recommend certain brands uh but you can get a good no weather radio for 30 40 50 bucks and once you get it you're fine um, what i always tell people is you know they'll tell me well i can get any weather information over my phone right yeah you can but Let me ask you this. What if you're in an area that has bad cell coverage? You're not going to, that phone's not going to work for you. Mm. What if you're sleeping at night? I mean, you don't sleep at night, I hope anyway, uh, with your phone on all the time, looking (laughs) at the screen or listening to voiceover. You turn it off. Well, I'll tell you what, if there is a severe thunderstorm or tornado warning in your area at three o'clock in the morning and you're fast asleep, what's going to wake you up? what is going to wake you up is weather radio. And and it, so it is, it, it's like a smoke detector. And uh, I can tell you any number of stories where weather radios have potentially at least saved people's lives because they couldn't get that information otherwise.
0: Everyone yeah, is, forward, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say well, up where I live in kind of north, you know, kind of mid-northwest Michigan, um, the cellular coverage is horrible. So ironically, shortly after this program, um, we had a severe storm <laughs> through and I, I had an extra NOAA radio, because I, I had to purchase one. I have one now, Dr. Baylor, but, um, oh, <laughs> I, um, I grabbed one of the, from the kit and I turned it on and, um, because I couldn't get TV, my, I have satellite or, I mean, it, yeah, satellite and it went out. So I couldn't, I couldn't hear, I, I had no access to news and, um. And because I'm so close to Lake Michigan, I couldn't get a, a weather station to save my life on the radio. It was all staticky. So I was madly texting, <laughs> what's, what's the station I need to watch? that to? frequency? Yeah, <laughs> and it, was, it was wonderful. And, and the other point about these radios too is, um, you know, there's a battery in them. So yeah. they'll work whether you have electricity or not. So yeah, it, it's like a flashlight. It's like a smoke alarm, a carbon monoxide. It's just a, in my opinion, an invaluable tool.
1: Yep. It's 30, 40, 50 bucks that could save your life. And and that's, that's not exaggerated. That could be really true. Everybody, is the
2: camp going to happen again next year?
0: Yes, it is. Yep. We're fully planning on it. We're hoping to expand it. Um, you know, I, I I would like to hopefully maybe from this broadcast, even I could have some interested um, parties. I I would love to get more um, people involved from the professional field. And uh, especially if you happen to be somebody who's blind and visually impaired, you need to be reaching out because we like I said, having that um, connection for the kids, I think it's it's super empowering and important. So but it will be happening.
2: Well, everybody, thanks for coming on the show today, and we hope our special campers and listeners become more weather-wise. Before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind, or follow me on X, formerly Twitter, at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website that's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. In my show archive, visit speaking out dash four dash blind dot pinecast dot That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening, and remember to speak out. You are listening to ACB Media One, also known as Mainstream, the flagship of the ACB Media Network. The ACB Media Network is a service of the American Council of the Blind. Please visit us at acbradio.org.